Hey there, this is Fred Bissaro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Berdan. Today on Metal Matters, we are joined by our dear friend, Lee Buford. Lee has an exceedingly deep resume as a musical and visual artist, but he's probably best known as one half of heavy avant-garde heroes, The Body. Through constant touring, experimentation, and a willingness to explore their natural sonic curiosities, The Body has spent over two decades continually redefining themselves while shattering conventional metal paradigms wherever they may tread. We talked with Lee about The Body's new record, the origins of the band, and his experiences growing up as a punk in the South. This one is a total trip. Stick around. How are you doing, man? You doing all right out there or what? Doing okay. Uh, yeah. Taking it easy. Yeah. How's, uh, how's New York? Man, it's getting better, dude. It's getting better. A um, bunch of people left New York, though, right? It's like, uh, oh yeah, like, yeah, it's like uh, summertime, summertime in like, uh, like <laughs> yeah. winter, winter time in a, in a summer like winter, town. Yeah, winter, winter in Martha's Vineyard. That's what it's like. Yeah, yeah. except for for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of into it. Like, there are more people I know who are like. There are more like open apartments I know now than people who are looking for apartments or looking for rooms. So, like, yeah, if you want to move to New York right now, it's like a good time to do it. But I also don't think anyone should ever move to New York ever again. Um, yeah, it's about the same here. Uh, I mean, I do the same thing, COVID or not. Totally. You know, I, don't, you know, I work from home, don't like going outside. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> you have your garage is like converted to a screen printing shop for the most part, right? Yeah. So I just print in there. So yeah, we got dogs, big backyard. It's not bad. No, nah, man, that's, that, that's the life. You do all that. I, I was going to ask you about the screen printing stuff. Cause you do all that, all the shirts and shit. Um, and, but do you, do you ever do, I don't know, album covers or anything kind of weird. Do you do anything for bands, really? Or just mostly for yourself? And for selling? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I used to, like me and my friend Steven and Alex Barton, Mm -hmm. who, uh, y'all know Alex and the artwork for the last clip. And then Steven, who does Dead Times with me. We used to have like a full print shop in Providence. And that we would do like everything. That's like how we like lived for a long time. But it sucks to print for other people. It is annoying. <laughs> so we, yeah, got out of it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, just knowing how you are, like the way you seem to work is like, if you, if you want a shirt or like you, like you want a design of some sort, you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't exist. You just like make it. And it's yeah. like the thing that you can have. So the so thinking like, oh yeah, this uh, this fucking uh, 
Nerf soccer team uh, for fucking preschoolers need uniform shirts. You've got to fucking print up a hundred of them, uh, plus some for their coaches. Uh, and yeah, that 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 sounds like that sounds it's like hell. Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare because <laughs> it's a very physical job for like only financial reward there like yeah and imagine me and steven and alex the most like curmudgeon people having to like do uh yeah i, I mean like curmudgeon yes but at the same time like three of like the more pleasant human beings that, that, that oh I yeah know. yeah but definitely do not want to uh talk to the civilians of the world no no who does who does yeah yeah good speaking of which this is a podcast and there's probably a few civilians listening hello <laughs> civilians i don't know <laughs> yeah what's hey what's the reach on this thing what do you got going on <laughs> i don't know uh we should we, we should we should circle around with it with a gibby overlords and see like Hey, how are we doing? And then they're going to be like, here's how you guys are doing. You are fired. <laughs> you keep on having your friends on and like not doing like not asking like the deep questions or anything irrelevant, but, but talking yeah. about fucking dogs. Um, because <laughs> I don't know, like that's kind of like a cool thing. Like, the cool position that we're in, you know, Fred fucking booking for so long and like, you know, working for so many publications and me being some dickhead who fucking, you know, semi-professionally sits in a van making fun of my bandmates for six months out of the year. It means that like the only people that we know are like people who I guess would like qualify to mm -hmm. be interviewed for a show because like that's who just who your friends are that's what your peer group is yeah. Yeah. but um but then when it comes to actual like it's like yeah we have these resources but i just want to talk to my friends <laughs> the thing is like right now like there's actually a lot of like kind of like relevant shit to ask you mm -hmm. like <laughs> you like you just had a new record come out uh that's <laughs> and, and congratulations on the new it feels weird as fuck to like I texted you probably the day the day of the record uh, coming out, and like I heard the record before it came out, and so I've been talking to you about the record for a while, but like now because I'm supposed to be wearing some kind of like fucking journalist pants, supposed to be like congratulations on the new record. How do you feel, Lee Buford from the body? I don't know. I mean, it's like any other record. You know what I mean? It's like, like this time you can't tour or do anything. So it's like, who knows what? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's weird. I, I'm oh. gonna, I'm gonna try to wear a journalist hat. Should I do that? Oh yeah, that. yeah. Put on your fucking, <laughs> put on your journalist hat. Fucking ask your, ask your twenty questions. Yeah. Let me. I, well, I, I'm gonna start. Uh, maybe I'll start with an anecdote, like about about you, Lee. Like, um, I remember one of the first times, like you and I talked, like face to face. I think it was that you guys were playing South by, right? Oh yeah. And then there was, you guys were like, I went out to, I went, you guys played a couple shows, but you guys were playing this one show at a pizza place outside of town a little bit. And I remember you guys set up, you guys are like 30 seconds in 
And then the manager runs up and said, wait, 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 wait. And then there's like another delay. And he started playing again, another 30 seconds and wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and, you guys, and then all of a sudden you started packing up your cables. And I was like, dude, what, what's up? What, what's going on? You guys, you guys not playing? He's like, yeah, um, we, we blew out all the fuses and now they can't use the ovens. So we can't play anymore. <laughs> and I, I remember that was like one yeah. of the first times I ever met you. And I was just like, oh my God, that makes total sense that I would number one, come out here. Cause I think it was way outside 35. Like it was way up like in the North, like North side. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Happens to, uh, actually, I think it's, doesn't happen as much, but you happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess, you know, you guys have been, how long have you guys actually been around? It's 99. 99. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. You know, it's like, it's insane to think about that. Like, wow. But, but how, I mean, when do you think you guys started like really going in on this? Like 2010, probably 11, right? No, before that. I mean, we toured like every year. Yeah. Yeah. Since like 99. It's just that no one, uh, we were like, before, we were ahead of the curve. Yeah. Some point cared about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah, that's why we put out uh, all the waters. And that's uh, what changed everything. Yeah. And then we kept that list of the people that always hated us before, but then all of a sudden liked us. <laughs> <laughs> we got that list <laughs> right that- here. <laughs> Would you mind pulling out that notebook with that list and uh, going on record and telling everybody uh, in Radioland who are the fucking traitors? Yeah, I think right here it says Benjamin Greenberg. Um, it's- <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Yeah, I will say that's like the beauty of like growing up in like a small southern town is like. I did not see like hardcore shit until like I was like 30 years old. Really? Like, wow. <laughs> I, I kind of like didn't believe it was like a real thing. And then I lived in a warehouse in Providence. Someone was like, oh, you should go see this band playing upstairs, like a total hardcore band. And I went up and people were like doing all the like moves. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> like, I cannot believe this is a real thing. <laughs> wow. Do you remember what the band was? I do not, but I do remember <laughs> that at one point, uh, you know, it was like a good amount of people there. And the guy on stage was like, yo, this song goes out to the black dude in the back. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> wow. fuck is happening? <laughs> wow. And the guy was like, and the guy in the back was like, wait, what? This goes out to my black friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, and the kid was just like, "Say what now? Like what?" <laughs> oh oh man! Oh yeah. god! It's, what a god! Life is rough. <laughs> yeah, my god! <laughs> yeah. Wait. So when yeah. you were go- okay. when you were coming up, did you when you were growing up? If you didn't go to hardcore shows, did you like what would you see? You just see like. Did you see punk bands or like, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of punk bands and like a lot of like, cause Little Rock in the nineties was like a very good scene. Yeah. Uh, 
So like all the bands would come through, like Crudos, like Born Against and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's like between like Dallas and Austin and like Memphis. Uh, you know, it's like it's like two hours from Memphis and like five from Dallas. So a lot of people would go and a lot of people would come out, mm-hmm. but it was like whoever we in town book stuff. It was not like a club book stuff. It was always like DIY shows. So there was never like a booking agent that was like trying to like claim it. It was all like word of mouth, like all this guy book stuff. Um, And so, yeah, there was never really bands that were like, who's this band that no one like knew really, unless they were like on tour with someone else. So it was like pretty curated in that way. And there was just like a lot of local bands, like tons of local bands. Yeah. And would it be like some mixed, like totally mixed bill? Cause I know like, I know that's how, how, you know, I don't know. I was talking to somebody about like Louisville shows, about how there's no such thing as a punk show there. It would just be like everything all at once on one bill. Yeah. And, but I mean, it was like, everyone was kind of, I'm trying to think like when I was growing up, like that, like DC emo thing, was like big. So like a lot of like that influence, like discord record stuff. Mm-hmm. So kind of like in that realm. Okay. And then there was like Eli and Marilee who do human beast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a band that was like, kind of like a, a jokey kind of like fun band, but everyone was like hung out together. Right. There's like no scene. Like, right. And like, <clears throat> there was no like, yeah, no like oh, this is like a hardcore band and this is like a hardcore show and this is like a punk show. It was all like the same, pretty much. Yeah, It was all like a DIY uh, music scene. Yeah, it was just like a yeah, DIY music scene. Okay. And all the shows were outside. Yeah. Uh, because I think Chip was the first person who went to the city, he got a permit to have a show, paid like 200 bucks or something, to have a show downtown, which was like dead. Yeah. But like in a public park. Sick. And then for like, 15 years. We just photocopied the same permit and changed it. That's awesome. And that's and that's like how we had shows for decades. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. So we were these yeah. were, were bands like um I don't know, like like Wake and Dead Bird and shit like that. Were they around then? Were they playing? Yeah. <clears throat> Wake was around then. Um, I mean, they were kind of later, but like there was like the Little Rock scene and then the North Little Rock scene. Okay. And the North Little Rock kids like Wake and Deadburn, all them were like the metal kids. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but would also play shows too. But those kids, like the Wake dudes grown up now, more chilled out. But back in the day, we're like full on. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of those dudes. Do- oh, sorry. What's that? Uh, a bunch of those dudes were in uh, Mother's Day Out, right? Yeah, look, Chuck, yeah, Chuck was in there from Dead Bird. Um, and who was in Wake back then, and who was in uh Paul Bear yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. 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 That, that's Chuck was of... in Mother's Day Out. Um but yeah, it was like kind of like a different scene, but not really. Like they would still like come out and stuff and but they were like yeah, it was like Wake, this band Nest of Saws, mm-hmm. uh this band cop sodomy. Sick. <laughs> yeah. 
those were like the earlier like it's been crankbait were like the earlier like metal bands <clears throat> and they are they were like in a different world kind of yeah so so what got you like 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 in like between like like the punk emo scene and like the metal stuff that was kind of like bubbling in like when you started playing like what kind of shit were you doing like what were you like what were you trying to do um i think like the first bands are in were like very like rights of spring influenced and stuff and like like that like 90s emo like current and those kind of bands you know totally yeah not like i mean i guess and a lot of like the san diego shit you know like uh the gravity record stuff mm-hmm. that was like real big um but i also love like fucking super chunk and stuff like a lot yeah mm-hmm. there's like both sides of that and then like the metal kids in town were like pretty influential too simply because like i mean you like at the time wake was like there's no other band like wake mm-hmm. <laughs> totally yeah yeah you know i mean even now it's like no other band like wake yeah and seeing like how they did stuff was also like pretty cool um <clears throat> you know it's like it was cool to have like two different scenes that were like together, but like kind of separate mm-hmm. because like wake up, wake was like big, like in the metal world kind of mm-hmm. as far yeah. as like a band from like Arkansas goes. Yeah. I mean, like they were like a relapse band. Yeah. I mean, that was later, but like, even like in the early days, because, you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of people get into punk and then like when they're young and they like went straight metal. Mm-hmm. So they were like playing like crazy shows like back when like, you know, in the nineties and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like stuff like that and like seeing like them now, it's like even more crazy. Um, which I think is like a testament to like that scene because everyone still like kind of does stuff and everyone's still like friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Eli and Marley live up in New York. They still make music. Uh, you know, all the wig dudes, they still play. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all still friends with them. Like, it's pretty interesting to see, like, 25 years later, it's still, like, wow. kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. What's the, what's the name of the new grind team. band that's from from Arkansas? They keep on f- I'm forgetting about it. I, I feel uh, like they, Bernan, I feel like they would play with, like, Death Threat and shit like that. There was Rash of Beatings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of a power violence thing. Which was like what? a very good band. Yeah. Rasha Beating's fucking smoke. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was another one, though, that was like playing. Like... Bro- oh, was it Brother Inferior? Mm, no. Was it bur- Burned Up something? Burned Up Blood Dry. Burned Up Blood Dry. Yeah yeah. 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 That's what it was. That's what it was. They were all kind of from the same scene. Chip, uh, I think I was going to fight with the band Brother Inferior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chip played in a lot of hardcore bands at that time, too. So it's like some band on band shit. Yeah, it was. I think that's the. There wasn't that much like. Uh, wasn't much tension. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Funny uh, story. I love it. I love it. So, so how did you, I mean, you and Chip have been best friends for like forever. Uh, how did you guys wind up like fucking playing music together? Like, I mean, I'm asking you to recall a story from 75 years ago now. Um, I don't know. I mean, Chip was, Chip's a couple years older, which now doesn't really matter. But like, but you know, when you're 16, someone's like 19, that's like a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think like the first time I maybe like met Chip is a good story. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, so in Little Rock, this is like maybe 94 or something. Mm-hmm. There was a place we all hung out at that was like this public little like promenade thing on this like kind of main street. And one day there was this guy hanging out there, like punk kid. These like jocks come to like fuck with him. Cause I mean, it was like a thing that happened all the time. Mm-hmm. And at first they're like kind of hanging out with him. And then they like start like fucking with him. Uh, there's some, you know, they're like trying to fight him. And he's like, I'm not going to fight you guys. Like, <laughs> that's insane. So they end up beating him up. That turns into a arranged meeting at this park with like a for real showdown fight between the punks and the skaters versus like these private school like jocks. <laughs> so, so like and, West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like full on like outsiders West Side Story shit. Yeah. So everyone is supposed to meet, like all the punks were like, we're going to meet at the like park and then <laughs> walk down the woods to the other park, which is like basically like a baseball field. So that way we're like all together. <laughs> at the time there was some skate kids in Little Rock that were like true degenerate freaks like full on animal style so they're like yo we're just gonna go down there and start fighting and everyone's like no no don't start fighting yet like chill out we gotta wait for everyone to get here and it's like people with bats and like fucking chains and shit Mm. and so Me and my stepbrother at the time, because I was like maybe like 15 or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I was like, I don't want to get a fucking crazy ass fight. <laughs> so my stepbrother at the time was a couple years older, was like, all right, let's drive down and see what the scene's like. So we drive down to the park and there was like hundreds of these fucking like football player jock dudes. Hundreds. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be a fucking bloodbath. and so we like drive past them and I'm like this is next level shit like this is gonna be very bad and as we like drive past them these skate kids start walking through the forest like down through the like forest down to them and I'm like oh they're gonna see how outnumbered they are and maybe like leave that does not happen there's like a dozen of them, maybe, versus like fucking so many people. And the skate kid just full on keep walking. The main dude of the skate kids has a 
like a pipe contraption he has built that is a pipe that he has made that's like basically open-ended pipe on each end that he's holding in his fist. (laughs) (laughs) So they're walking up and like one of the like, like prep kids throws like a pipe towards us and people like throw it back and hits like a BMW and like breaks the windows out. So the kid with the pipe thing just walks full on straight towards the dudes. A prep kid is like, what are you do? Hit me with it? He just hits him in the <laughs> face. The dude is out. Like, knock the fuck out. Yeah. Everyone is in awe. The skate kids circle the guy and start hitting him with hammers in the dick. Oh. And just fuck. I was like, they're going to fucking kill this guy. I'm watching someone get killed. All the prep kids just take off. Like, full on flee. At one point, I saw a car hop the curb driving through a field while people are trying to jump in the sides of the car as it's driving away, like in the windows. Wow. And the skate kids just annihilate them. So we take off because we're like, I think someone just died. And also, uh, the cops are going to come. Yeah. At that point, we get up and Chip had a apartment building like he well he lived in an apartment like where everyone was like meeting and everyone was just like get inside the cops are just like pulling people off the street and so that's like how i first like met met chip as we all like ran to his apartment to like hide wow <laughs> unbelievable that is fucking amazing wow and awesome. then after that the punk scene like became labeled a gang in town by the cops and then they had to the cops tried to make like a sit down between both sides of it what because it was like such a big deal which did not go over well yeah and then the cops just like fucked with punks like even harder for like the next like 20 years yeah but from that there's other offshoots one of which being i skated with this crazy christian kid Mm-hmm. who I only knew through skateboarding did not hang out with anyone else. Cause he was like very Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and one time he got after this, cause like people would like try to like find punks and like skaters and like beat the shit out of them, like jump them. They chase him into like a seven 11 and it's like eight dudes like chase him in there. And he's like, yo, I don't know what's going on. These dudes are trying to like beat the shit out of me. You got to call the cops. And the person at seven 11, like pulls a gun on him. is like, I don't want any trouble. You got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, wow. So the kid is like, oh shit. Pulls out like a fucking like little knife that he has and just runs out just stabbing people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in the parking lot. Oh my God. Oh man. I feel like I, I love, I love hearing this story. It's like, it's so outlandish in today's landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing for that to be outlandish, by the way. Like, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I like I grew up in in suburbs. Um, and like, you know, I feel like kind of the people that I was around were maybe kind of similar to that. Like I was on the outskirts of this city, but in my town, it was like lots of jocks and then like fucking like white trash fucking skaters and skinheads and like and 
they didn't like each other at all. And so, like when you were describing that uh, that fight, it was like I've seen fights similar to that, uh, and yeah. like it almost it almost makes me smile, brings a tear to my eye, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, like that shit was fucking terrifying, and like, oh, yeah. like yeah. Like I think about like, you know, all the times that I got like, you know, jumped by jocks or like, or like the weird gangs of skinheads in my neighborhood, like either or just like, yeah, around just like you just get jumped. And like, <laughs> like that was like very much a thing. And I'm sure it's still a thing some places, but I, I feel like possibly less so than it was in the nineties. I think after Columbine, I think it chilled out a lot. Yeah. I think people are like, maybe I should fuck with this weird, this weird freak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one way to get a job done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, I guess it definitely uh, made people second guess fucking with the weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, it, uh, it, 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 it I, if you have a lot of emotional pain caused by a lot of physical pain or like brought on like along with a lot of physical pain, like one way or eventually you're going to like react and, you know, ex- I mean, I think about like, you know, myself in like, you know, ninth grade when I was like in this like, you know, school where I didn't really like know many people and, you know, I like some kid fucking like tripped me, uh, like this jock kid like tripped me as I was like walking to the blackboard to like answer like a, some question the teacher called me up for. And like, when I walked back to his desk, I fucking clocked him in the face and, <laughs> uh, and then like, you know, classic fucking, you know, classic story, uh, that like you hear like, you know, your, your dad tells you to fucking like stand up to bullies. Cause then they'll stop fucking with you. And like, that was very much kind of like what always happened to me is like, I'd get fucked with and then I'd hit somebody and then be, be like, I'd often get beat up after that, but I get <laughs> fucked with, fucked with less because they'd be like, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. That was a, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stories. <laughs> there's a lot of stories like that. I think in the South is probably even more insane. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But there's got some guns down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even so, I think it's like, there's some really good stories of like, because in Little Rock, there was like, because back then also like the punk scene was like true freaks because it was like, oh, I guess I don't fit anywhere. I guess I'll hang out with these other freaks. Yeah. Like yeah. even if you weren't like really like, like the music, you still like were around. Mm-hmm. It's like, what else are you going to do? And so you'd get people that were just like total psychopaths that were just like, well, I don't like playing football and shit. So I guess I'll hang out with these like fucking people with like green hair and shit. And they would just like full on animal style stuff. Which Chip was kind of like that in a way. I can see that. Yeah. Chip has a lot of good stories of like (laughs) smoke bombs and like uh, yeah, <laughs> some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I miss Chip. How's he doing? Same, exact same, exact same. I, sh- I shouldn't have even asked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know how Chip's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exact same. 
<laughs> oh man, it's great. Uh, so yeah, south to north. Speaking of this, like making the fucking Arkansas segue. So you guys started down there. You have a lot of history down there, obviously. But you're often kind of thought of as a Providence band. What brought you guys up that way? I know you were going to school uh, up a little further north in in Boston, but um, yeah. what else? Uh, <laughs> I Chip moved to Philly, and I moved to Boston. Um, I don't know who went first. It's probably about the same time. Uh, what were you doing up in Boston? I went to the art school for a year mm-hmm. and then I like hated Boston. So I ended up going to Providence because I had other friends that moved from Arkansas to Providence and I would just hang out there all the time anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to live here. It's like way better. Um, and it was. And at that time, Providence was like really good because um, everyone was like living in warehouses and stuff and you could kind of like do whatever you wanted. It's kind of like, like no man's land. That was like four Thunder days. It, I, we moved there like right after that. Okay. Um, so it was like, but all those people are like still around, you know, like still doing stuff. And there was still like the remnants of that were like still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like right after that. <clears throat> and then it was good like that for about like, eight or nine years Mm -hmm. where you could still like, kind of like have a warehouse that you paid like $200 to have. You could just do whatever you wanted. And then that ended. And then, yeah, once that ended, it was kind of like, yeah, is Providence really that good to live? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do I really want to live in like, an apartment built like a, a weird house that's been converted to apartments with like two other families. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, it's not really. Yeah. Was it, was it, what's the name of the infamous mayor with all the mob ties? But was it, Oh, buddy. C. Yeah. 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 Was, was, yeah. was he, was he mayor around then? When did he stop being mayor? Uh, maybe I just don't remember. I, don't know. I think he was, I don't know if he was even mayor. I don't know when he stopped being mayor. Yeah, I think he might have been mayor like when I first got there for a while. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, but I mean, everything's still like total mob run style. Yeah. Like the mob still runs like so much shit. Yeah. And then they have like tons of like weird archaic stuff that's like, this is just full on like mob shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Away from like, like there you can't, there's only a certain amount of liquor licenses. Mm hmm. And so you have to wait for a business to close to get theirs. Mm-hmm. But then people sell them for like a million dollars. It's like really weird. It's like, why just, why is that a thing? Yeah. But it's like total just so the mob can like control the liquor licenses and make just shit tons of money off people. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's what it's like. Uh, that's, that's what it was like here yeah. for, for a while. I don't think it's, it's so much the case. I mean, but. that's what, even what it was like for like, Taxi medallions for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then Uber comes in, and all that shit is yeah. worthless. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. If 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 anybody hates the gig economy, it's the mob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I imagine saw- paying like fucking 50 grand for a taxi medallion, then <laughs> some fucking. Oh man, yeah. I'm like college kid <laughs> working, like trying to make extra money, just like does the same job. Yeah, just just rolls up on you with his geo tracker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I saw that shit happen firsthand, like like in tattooing, because uh, like up here specifically, you know, it was illegal for the longest fucking time. Yeah, and um, you know, there were like. The Hell's Angels straight up like ran everything. Like in order to like have a tattoo shop, like you'd have to like be like sanctioned by them. You'd have to pay dues to them. Uh, in order to sell tattoo supplies, it was like the same fucking deal, wow. you know. And like it was all like basement shit for a long time in people's apartments, but like there were like shops, you know. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, with legalization it started kind of like expanding outward, but like, and it looked like it was going to be good for, you know, for everybody. But, you know, you saw people like start to kind of like pay less and like the risk of getting your, like your business firebombed, like, which is something that used to happen. Like all of a sudden that stopped. And then you have fucking, YouTube. Well, well, then you have like the place that I worked for a long time, this tattoo supply company, selling fucking starter kits, and yeah. you know that's fucking no bueno, and that had a, a lot of uh, a lot of consequences. But now with like fucking YouTube and all that, like you know, it's like you know, straight up people who just you know they they consider themselves like like they're like art school people as opposed yeah. to like fucking you know, trade people and fucking criminals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, um, and it's just, it's very, very different. The thought of like, you know, the Hell's Angels trying to collect on some fucking, uh, you know, some like Parsons student. Uh, With is, fucking 500,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just like not going to happen. <laughs> And that's not to say it's a bad thing. It's just like, it is know, weird. It's just weird. Like, you know, yeah. we're all a little yeah. older. And so like, you know, we kind of like, we've gotten to see <laughs> like, you know, things kind of like ebb and flow. And, uh, you know, we we live in an interesting time across the board. Yeah. I try not to like be too like bad about it. Uh, you know, like I'll see sometimes or like, and I'll just be like, well, when I was your age, <laughs> I would get like cocaine thrown at me from moving cars all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, but I guess, I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> it's obviously a good thing. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. But it is tough. Like sometimes people like talk shit about me and Chip and be like, you know, I guess it's like not really a big, like that big of a thing, but. You know, like people be like, oh, fucking hipsters. And I was like, first off, I'm 43 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Second off, like, I've definitely paid my dues here. I can kind of like, I don't know if like a 20 year old calling me a hipster is really uh, accurate. Yeah. But. yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. I, I know the feeling. And I mean, you know, to me, like that, like, you know, the hipster thing or whatever. Uh, you know, a lot of that's kind of like 
born around this idea of like you're doing this for like an image and the image is like kind of like based around social currency mm. and like knowing you knowing chip and then like also just like knowing you know myself and like our kind of peer group at large none of us wants to like leave our apartments or like hang out with other human beings like at all like yeah. no, like nobody really gives a shit about like who does or like doesn't like you or like you know your like your friends or like your Instagram followers like that's not totally. what like any of yeah and especially any of us like, are on shit being the prime example of that like so many times in my life she will be like yo who's this I'm like you haven't heard of, heard of this thing <laughs> one time he was like even not that long ago maybe like two years ago he was like have you ever heard of this band the Shins really and i was like yeah they're like a huge band he was like huh he was like i used to be best friends with the guy in the band and i was like which guy he was like i guess the singer and i was like what are you talking about he was like he was like he was like an air force kid like me we used to like skate together all the time in high school what and i was like and you just realized that he's in the shins oh my god that's amazing (laughs) yeah yeah, he was like, yeah, like we became friends on like Instagram or something. And he was like, and I saw you had like all these people like talking about him. And I was like, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. And that surprises me about like zero much, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. like it, it's that is completely on par with with Chip King. Yeah. Yeah. Has no interest in anything like that like doesn't care what's popular doesn't care what's yeah no interest yeah no i mean the, the, i know the chip like he 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 really he he cares about star trek uh <laughs> love star trek he loves star trek um he he doesn't he doesn't care for the clintons um <laughs> and I'm hard pressed to think of anything else that he has like an opinion on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a thing. Like, I think Chip has evolved past most people where if something does not truly affect his life, he's just like, there's no point worrying about this in any way. (laughs) Like, there's no point getting upset about it. There's like no point like caring about it. Just like move on. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, it's very admirable. It, it's amazing seeing it in action, you know, because uh, like for our listeners out here, um, <laughs> <laughs> we we've toured together um, kind of a lot. And yeah. uh, we, we've, we've spent a lot of time in vans together and you guys have have seen me. Um, you know, when you're on tour for a while, uh, you know, life happens and people get, uh, get, get fancy and irritable and complain and, uh, get dramatic. And you guys have seen me, uh, do that probably hundreds of times. And the way that both, both of you, like, managed to just kind of like either like look at me or not and just kind of you go eh, you shrug 
and then <laughs> move on <laughs> like completely ambivalent uh is like it, it's some fucking like buddha sitting under a tree for many years shit to like get there yeah i mean i think just touring for so many years it's just like hey whatever happens it's gonna like It'll, something will work out. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah van broke down. Hey, we're not going to be stuck here forever. So I guess we'll get out of here eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not really, uh, no, no use caring about much. But I probably should have told you the format of this beforehand, which is that we just talk an enormous amount of shit and there's no real questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I figure as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, surprisingly, like, some people seem to listen to it. <laughs> Which, like, um, you guys recorded recently? Yeah, we did a collab with Vic Brave in yeah. November, I think. Cool. Yeah. One of many. Yeah. I, I yeah. heard it. I've heard it. It is different. It is <laughs> very different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can honestly say no one will see it coming yeah it's a real curveball awesome. <laughs> wow yeah so so when you went up and recorded in November how many records did you do we did the big brave collab we did a collab with our friend AJ who does this thing OAA mm-hmm. um which is like techno. Um, we started a collab with Disfig. That's so sick. Um, we recorded some stuff to send to Health, which I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, me and Dylan started making a record, mm-hmm. and me and Steven finished a Dead Times record. Good amount yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you were up there for what, like a month? Yeah, it was like three weeks or something, three weeks it was. Damn. Yeah. You guys work fast. Like, w- w- like when you, yeah. like, like three weeks for that much shit getting done is not a lot of time. I mean, it helps because Seth is like so fast. So, wait, did you record your parts for this stuff or like, you know, was Steven up there? Was Dylan up there? You know what I'm saying? Where all these people came up there or what? Yeah, Steven still lives yeah. there. So that wasn't that hard. Dylan, Dylan yeah. drove up because um, it's like six hours yeah. or something from his house. Big Brave met us there because Big Brave was recording their record already. So they just stayed like a, a week longer. Um, but yeah, like we spent like, <coughs> like four or five days on the mm-hmm. Big Brave record. But then like the OA thing was like two days. Uh, me and Steven, I think, was like mm-hmm. two days. Me and Dylan was like two days. Uh, yeah. You write anything going in there or no? Um, I had like some beats for some of the stuff, but oh, wow. yeah, no. That's sick. It all there. Wow. Incredible. It, it's really cool. Like having worked with you and, and Seth, like just the way that thing, like it's, it's a very laid back environment in, in machine yeah. like you kind of like you, you you come in with like an idea and like seth just finds a way to realize it and 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good thing about Seth is he's not like, like he's like a music fan. Yes, he's not like a metal guy no. at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like literally not at all. Which is surprising, I think, like because uh, like he went out to Japan one time with Chip to play drums when I, you know, I don't fly, and I'm sure people were like. Who the fuck is this guy? Like short guy, like a fucking button down shirt, like wearing no <laughs> shoes. <laughs> oh man! Also, like just like when you when you look at his, uh, uh, like at his list of credits, like you know, period. But like especially within the past few years, you might think that Seth is a long haired, cigarette smoking, like <laughs> grimy producer dude, and that is. Not the case. <laughs> Very much not the case. I'm going up there to do stuff on my own. Basically going to be like, here's 25 ideas. Can you make them good? <laughs> and he's going to be like, I can try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, before we go up there, like, I'll like call Seth to be like, all right, this is for this record. This is what we're shooting for. And because he's not like a metal guy, he usually like knows the references. Yeah. And so it's like... Yeah. Very easy to be like, all right, this is what we're this is what we're trying to do. All right. Because I've worked with other people, I'm just like, yo, man, what is going on right now? Like, yeah. make it sound like this. Like, and I'm not like an idiot that's like, make it sound like Led Zeppelin when the levy breaks. You know, it's like, <laughs> not, you know, it's like I know what people's limitations are and stuff, but it's like even technical things, I'll be like, oh, like make that like double this thing, or like, and they're just like, what are you talking about? I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> It's like so, yeah. yeah, it can be so hard to not, not work with that. Busy, busy little guy. <laughs> little guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's short. He's short. He's not that yeah. short. He's not that short. He's I, I probably shouldn't have called him little. Sorry, Seth. So besides those, I mean, those other records, I mean, do you guys yeah, are you guys working on anything else or like what else is going on? With you, Lee. I mean, how are you passing the time? Um, I mean, kind of the same. Me and the, my girlfriend just hang out at the yeah. house, you know. Um, been watching a lot of movies lately. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got a letterbox that's opened up a whole new world yeah. for me. Uh, getting seeing what other people watch, yeah. and uh, it's about it. That making sure, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Did you did you you know what I did that was kind of. Like when, when I had, I don't know if you did anything like this. I'm just curious. Like when this whole thing came down and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to watch some weird shit that I never actually finished. And then, so like, I watched like all of like Lone Wolf and Cub, like all seven of them. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of shit. Did you do anything like that? No, I did start getting into like genres of movies. So I'd be like, all right. Like my first one was like, man hunting man movies i started trying to watch as many of those like yeah. uh, which are surprisingly not that many and even less that are good yeah. um, and then i went on to like and right now i'm still in like a weird man hunting man you mean like, like the like the most dangerous game shit like that yeah most dangerous game uh surviving the game oh is that the one with uh, ice tea yeah. yeah, which is maybe one of the best ones in the genre. <laughs> wow, I, I, I I'm partial to uh, 
to Turkey Shoot. Turkey Shoot is another one that's pretty good. Turkey Punishment shoot. Park. Uh, Punishment Park is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that that's like an, a, an important film. Yeah, Battle Royale is probably part of that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Battle, Battle Royale, Royale sure. could. Yeah, that definitely works. Yeah, um, yeah there's some uh, there's some good ones for sure. <laughs> there's a lot that are not good. Um, yeah, but yeah, and then. Um, Right now I'm in like a Agatha Christie uh who done it kind of thing. Yeah. I'm watching nothing but those. Yeah. They have like a whole new series of them now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, with um Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like two or three of them, I think. I think nobody watches them in the States, but like I guess they do well over. Yeah. So yeah, I've been watching those. Um yeah, for a while me and my girlfriend were trying to do like watch everything by a director yeah uh, but yeah i did i did that actually i did a freaking thing this year i'm yeah, almost, i'm in the middle of that yeah. we've been we've been watching a lot of freaking ones yeah yeah, yeah. freaking gets gets really interesting like when you go to like the super early shit did you like watch like the birthday party and stuff not yet it's on the list yeah. Oh, dude, that is one of the most intense movies I have ever seen in my life. I yeah, I want to see that one. I also want to see Rampage. They do that one. Yes. Which I can't find it anywhere. <clears throat> yeah, I've been going to like there's a movie store here that is like insane. That has like an insane collection of movies. <laughs> and they have it on VHS, but they don't have it on anything besides VHS. I mean it's not like it's a cool movie. Uh, uh, like the procedural part is probably the more interesting part uh, in it. Uh, so yeah. it might not be exactly like I don't know. Uh, it's it's not necessarily for for everyone, but like you're not like missing out on a ton. I know there's definitely like I go to the movie store. I'm like, all right, me and Mel can watch this one, but this will be just a me movie i guess like she doesn't want to watch this one there. so i have to like double on the double the uh, order when i go <laughs> oh man okay we should actually probably wrap up um because uh yeah i'm sure there's a lot of stuff you can uh, edit out there <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure talk, uh, not for the uh outsiders <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll we'll make it a very special metal matters how about that one? You guys, this is this is you guys could like really like have a racket with this. <laughs> and it, all the super cut of everyone you interview. I mean, it w- and then just have like a fucking black belt tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, it would be pretty, pretty, pretty. Good. Be like, oh, you thought we were friends, and you were put, we were putting you on our cool <laughs> podcast, Gimme Radio. Yeah. Turns out, I need ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Metal Matters. Make sure you like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Sticker, Amazon, to get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening, and catch you next week.